Good afternoon, ladies and gentlemen. It is... So I pause this audio here. There we go. It is Thursday, June the 3rd, 2021, the year that is going almost as fast as last year. Uh, we're in a new month. We are approaching summer, although the weather here uh, in Halifax is already basically summer. As of yesterday, we had a heat, we're having a heat wave uh, right now. Uh, yesterday was like fucking 26 degrees or something. I was outside for a good chunk of the day. That was nice to see. Today, breeze is a little cooler, but still warm. Like, we're rumored to be hitting, unless it changed, which it could change any time. Rumored to be hitting some seriously, uh, toasty, pushing 30s good. on the weekend. Just in time for your hot tub. <laughs> Not quite. <laughs> Uh, it's another Take the Alpha podcast, ladies and gentlemen, if you're new here, welcome. Uh, we talk about video game news, movie and TV stuff, and then we answer questions from our, uh, our patrons. That's what we do around here, and sometimes people care about what we say, and more often than not they don't, but they come back to listen to us anyway, maybe just because they enjoy old men yelling at clouds, and we do that awfully well around these parts. So let's uh, get to it. But before we do, I have to ask a very important question. Mr. Black, how was yeah. your week? Uh, it was a week. It was another week. Mm. You get uh, the 2.5G uh, Saturday. I Oh, yes. yours. Oh, did you get yours or you're getting yours? We're getting ours. Getting yours. Mine, yeah, okay. mine and Kayla. Yeah. Mm. Um, so that happens in a couple days. Um, house is finally firmed up and, and, and it's officially sold. Wonderful. The sold sign is up on there, so um, got ninety thousand dollars over asking. So that's awesome. Ninety. Ninety. I thought it was like fifty last we talked. What the fuck happened after that? Oh, you know, somebody get generous. Just went up, and when they did the inspection, all that stuff, they didn't even haggle nothing. They didn't say, "Oh, can we get a little bit off here, a little bit off there," and. uh yeah, it all worked out. Wow. Okay, well, that's wonderful. Yep. Fantastic. Uh, and other than that, uh, how's RP this week? It's RP. It's RP. <laughs> so, Lovely. last thing I want to do is talk about RP. When oh, I, I, I was looking so. for a long explanation. Yeah. Just, you know, just going well, going well. All right, good, going. great. Yep. Music continuously popping out. I hear you're trying to be the next uh, Jay-Z. Uh, so, uh, so fucking why not? You know, I, uh, I mean, I can't, I can say this. I mean, I, uh, I haven't said it publicly. I don't even think you know yet. Um, but yeah, I signed, I finally signed with an agency, uh, a very big one, um, uh, that will be announced very soon. Wonderful. And, uh, yeah, so there's going to be some bigger brand deals coming and they are heavily in with the music game as well. Um, not so much them, but the executives there. So might go in there. It'll be a lot more. Unfortunately, I'm going to have to play the social media game a little bit more and, and start cutting down some smaller stuff that I'm not going to do. You know, I'll, I'll have people that are going to do all that stuff and just play this. Oh, that's okay. All right. Well, as long you as you, know, as long as you're I'm just pressing the send button that's and not it, having to do like it. all the minutia. I'm not doing it. No, yeah, that's okay. No. Yeah. No, 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 no. So, so anyway, um, yeah, that happened. Um, but yeah, uh, I'll be able to talk more about it, I guess, next week. Wonderful! Yep. 
I got a brand new brand deal myself uh, this week uh, with my floor uh, that has been supporting me heavily as I've been standing for another week uh, for doing streams and also doing glute bridges to try and develop an ass. I'll have more to talk about next week, but uh, but for now, all I can say is that it's been uh, it's been wonderful to have the support, and I look forward to continue to have the support of my floor in the near future. Other than that, my week has been another uh, uh, another week as well. Other than the fact that I too got, or I actually got my 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 two my my two and a half G. I still have the little mm. little sticker on there from yesterday. Um, was good. I got in there. Um, fairly early in the day, well organized, there was like nobody there when I arrived, but when I left, it was like everyone had taken the lunch hour off, uh, you know, for their, their appointment time, because the lineup was like fucking epic, but when I got there, it was just like in there, boom, out, sat, you have to sit there for 15 minutes, you know, surrounded by people that all have allergies and makes you paranoid because they're all sniffling and you're like, oh my god, and then you remember there's only like fucking like, you know, 20 cases of code for the entire province <laughs> every single day. So, so, um, yeah, so that was the, you know, we got in there and, and, and out of there and, um, not bad people were, you know, some people were like, Oh, my arm is so bad. I don't know if they were like tighter than fuck when they got the jab or what, or if the nurse that delivered the shot tried to hit their fucking like bone or some shit, but my arm's been, like, no worse than, like, if you had a flu shot. It's, like, basically yeah. the same, like, the same, same thing. thing. Like, not really, not really any issues there. Uh, no other, no other side effects. Just whatever. So yesterday, she did say, though, like, with anything, if you can move your arm through the day, it's good because it helps move the, it through your body. Like, to get it, to get it out from just being sitting in one spot and being particularly COVID safe in your shoulder. Uh, to move it through the rest of your body. So I, I took uh, I took advantage of the weather yesterday. I went for a really long walk. I was out for like two and a half hours or so. Uh, and because uh, I've got new new uh, walking paths nearby. Uh, back where we were when we were kids, basically. They've turned a lot of okay. them into actual uh, paths now. Um, in an effort to have people not develop the land. That was the idea. So I uh, went back there. Why wouldn't and, you want to develop the land? It's only going to raise the value of everything around there. Well, well, I think it's that people are uh, in the area anyway. We're used to having the privacy on the backside of the development, and they were looking to like basically put just like the old idea was, where you know where Diz Street ends. That mm -hmm. was originally supposed to punch in further, and then basically have houses nearly back to back where mm -hmm. my parents are. And, uh, and so it wasn't the people of the street that like called them up and were like, we need to do something. It was like a totally different organization that was looking to help and not develop it for the purposes of keeping green space within the city. So they're, they're already developed like substantially. You've probably been here recently enough to know that they're encroaching this way. Yeah. And they were like, all right, this is great. We just don't want all of the green space gone, so let's make it a, a walkway for all the new developments for people to have somewhere to walk and not just everyone end up at that other one that's across from the Tim Hortons. Yeah. Uh, because that place is already cars lined up for, like, fucking three kilometers in every direction uh, in, there, in there as it is. So, anyway, I went for a nice long walk. It was wonderful. And uh, 
And then, other than that, just been playing Subnautica. That game never fucking ends. I'm hoping to end it soon, but my god, it just keeps going and going and going. Uh, and I cannot wait to be done so I can be tortured by Final Fantasy VII Remake Integrate, which is coming up. Uh, which is coming up in another 12 days, I think. Because I've go. got my PS5. It's in. Oh, you did? I'm ready. I got my PS5. Oh, shit. Where'd you get that from? Uh, Walmart. Of all places, oh, I didn't you go with her. No, I didn't. No, not in person. I haven't seen oh, the. I haven't online. seen the inside of a store in a hot minute. No, uh, it was. I followed like um, Best Buy Canada's gaming division and Walmart and a couple other places that would like post when they had restock come in uh, on Twitter. And I've tried to purchase like two or three different times over the last few months, but they like fucking just shit's gone in seconds uh, from it being up. Um, so anyway, this time I caught it. It was late at night. It was like fucking 11 o'clock at night or some shit when the, when the notification went up. And so I guess they gave me like the briefest of fucking windows to get in. And I, uh, I managed to, to, to make it happen. They, I, I got one into the cart and it sold out when it was in the fucking cart. I had Damn. to back up two pages and, and select a bundle. Cause at first I was just trying to get the console with the controller I had to get the one with two controllers, like the extra controller. Who gives a fuck? Just get I was one. Just like, I was like, I saw it. I was like, fuck it. Just fucking hurry up. And it wasn't supposed to be here until like the 8th or some shit, but it showed up like fucking four days ago. Go. So there we go. got that. So we're ready to go. Uh, torture myself with some Final Fantasy. Um, I'll definitely buy one. You'll have to give me the links of the places that you were following. Yeah. Because I'll definitely pick one up if I can get my hands on it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, uh, that was, that was very fucking, uh, surprising because, uh, everything was selling so fucking quick. I think it was just cause it was so late at night that it fucking, Taylor's like, brother I, got one too, I do believe so. Oh, really? Yeah. You can, you just have to be like fucking on. You just have to get it. lucky. Right, right place. You have to just be I was watching sitting it. on the couch, watching Netflix, looked at my phone randomly. The top thing on my Twitter was that post. Boom. Uh, and I mean, fake. it wasn't, and it was up there for three minutes before I went, I went in there with, it was like 20 seconds on a Best Buy post. It was gone. Yeah. So it's just all bullshit. So I, yeah, I'll send you the links and stuff, see if you can pick one up. But uh, uh, either way, we got that set up. M's been enjoying her Genshin at 60 FPS instead of 5. Uh, also, uh, it loads uh, a hell of a lot faster, which is quite nice. And uh, I look forward to, uh, to reviewing some games on the system now coming up uh, this year. And that was, that was my week. And now it's time to talk about some video game news. Mr. Max with Black, you ready to talk about some video game news? Let's talk I'm about ready. some video game news. Destruction All-Stars. I bet you do totally remember that game. No. That's what I thought. Neither did anyone else, which is exactly why nobody is playing it online right now and why they have to put in bots to make up for the fact that they don't have any players. Now, this is happening uh, all over the place for many multiplayer games, but I put it in this uh, list. This week specifically because, well, it is a PlayStation 5 exclusive, and I believe that is a great uh, example of why would you put a multiplayer-focused game exclusively on a next-gen console right off the rip, on launch day, basically, and expect that to be able to survive. Not No big name behind this ain't Call of Duty, this ain't Battlefield, this ain't one of the other popular... Uh, multiplayer games that you know people will buy the console it's for. It's Destruction Online it's or Destruction All-Stars. Destruction All-Stars, Mr. Black. 
There you go. Uh, and uh, unfortunately, no dice. So they're they're jacking it up with some bots to try and uh, help the player base for those sticking around and still try and play it. But sounds like Rom Royale. I, except they were at least they're at least on PC. You yeah. you could play Realm Royale real easy. Uh, that, that, that wasn't a problem uh, there. But to to put that on the PS5 right off the rip was a bold move. And I suspect, of course, being uh, an in an in-house game, uh, they didn't care. They just wanted to get something out. Uh, but uh, now it's on the way out because ain't nobody playing that shit <laughs> anymore. Uh, next up, Mech Warrior Five Mercenaries got a trailer this week. Uh, Mech Warrior Five was already out, of course. Mercenaries is the, is the uh, I guess you could call it an expansion of sorts or a quasi reboot to to Mech Warrior Five. Uh, and the players are hoping that it will draw some more active players. In the same reason why. This Destruction All-Stars, of course, this is not exclusive to the PlayStation 5, of course, but uh, all the same, not a lot of players <clears throat> on there. MechWarrior's been suffering pretty hard for a number of years. They've had a few, like, reboot attempts. Different companies have had different takes on the game, trying to get, you know, the the the, uh, the property be to, to be popular again, and not just for the the 40-year-olds that have been playing MechWarrior since 1995. Uh, and, uh, they've not been hugely successful thus far, uh, but hopefully mercenaries bring some people into the fold. What they seem to want to avoid, uh, consistently, and what everyone seems to always ask for is the clan mechs, which is like the, uh, um, which is actually the Nova, which is what my name is based on, is a clan mech. Um, and I, some of that is probably because they're broken as fuck. They're kind of, like, overpowered. They're way more powerful than everything else. So the moment you introduce clan mechs, every other mech in the game is basically fucking useless. So, I suspect that's a bit of a problem, but uh, lots of people have been asking for it, so maybe it's time to just give them a clan mech-based game alone and just leave it as it is. Bring back Mech Warrior 2, 31st century combat, give me that shit. But mm. prettier would be good. I still probably wouldn't play it, and I'm gonna be fucking honest with you. I'd watch that from a distance, but uh, I wish them all the fucking best as they try and hack their way through MechWarrior <laughs> being a, a viable game again. God of War's next game is finally confirmed to be called Ragnarok. We can all sleep. We finally know that it will be called God of War Ragnarok, of course, the follow-up to the, the I guess you call it a reboot, since it was just called God of War on the PS4. Uh, and, uh, it did also get pushed this week back to 2022. Shocker? Shock. But here we are. Uh, it was already basically rumored to be, to, to be getting pushed back. Not a surprise. <laughs> That's a really big game. There's a lot of money riding on that bad boy. The last thing that, uh, Santa Monica and Sony want to do, rush that shit out. Yeah. So they're going to, uh, polish that shit up to a diamond finish and get it out sometime in 2022. I suspect we'll probably see parts of the game, obviously, uh, later this year, whether or not we'll see anything in this next month of E3 and summer games or whatever. I don't know if we're going to get that uh, or much of it, but we'll see more as time goes on. We're getting closer to the to the release date, but I don't think that surprises anyone that it got delayed. Final Fantasy VII Remake uh, got an update. Speaking of that, uh, they got an update for uh, the, the Final Fantasy VII Remake on the PS4 so that you can move your shit to your PS5 in preparation for Integrate because apparently those two games, the save files and shit, they talk to one another and everyone's happy. That scares me a little bit because the process of moving shit from the PS4 to PS5 has been a bit rocky for a couple of games that they've had for it so far. So I'm going to let that bad boy simmer 
for a few days and see if anyone has catastrophic failures of moving their shit from one console to the other. Because the moment I have to replay Final Fantasy VII Remake to get into Integrate is the moment that I stop playing Final Fantasy VII Remake altogether. I am not going back and playing that game again. No thank you. Not a chance in hell. But yeah, so that update is there. I do suggest people wait if you are in that, that category. You have a PS5. You've played remake you gotta transfer your shit give it a few days wait and see if anything catastrophic uh does indeed happen speaking of catastrophic jeff has anything been a more catastrophic failure than cyberpunk 2077 this year not gaming related no i don't i don't think so i mean there's there, there's definitely been some catastrophic failures but gaming related 2077 is awfully high up on that list uh, reportedly, it has not hit 1 million sales in 2021. It's had all this time, it has yet to hit 1 million sales this year. Uh, I don't suppose that's because the game has been hideously broken and lambasted for months. Not to mention, still not, by the way, available on the PlayStation Store. And they talked about that, actually, recently. And, uh, and, and CD Projekt Red was kind of playing a bit coy with it where they're like you know we got some benchmarks they still want us to hit you know we're getting there and it'll happen when it happens it'll happen so we're gonna get back on there guys you just gotta give us a little bit of time meanwhile sony's like bitch your game ain't worthy no of being on the platform so there you go uh <laughs> but all the same uh the actual news here for cd project red this week uh, is that beyond the, the 1 million sales target uh, uh, complete botch, uh, they released another roadmap. And we love CD Projekt Red roadmaps around here because they make for some entertaining fucking shit. Uh, mostly because none of them have actually been roadmaps. They've just been loosely put together like JPEGs uh, that, uh, that have some letters on them with really bright colors that nobody likes to look at. Uh, and doesn't represent anything at all. Timelines, timescales, doesn't matter. It's all, it's all nonsense. Uh, and this latest one, by the way, still nonsense. Still doesn't make any sense. So I had that for Jeff to see uh, on this one. This uh, is the, uh, call, they're calling this the Our Commitment to Make Cyberpunk 2077 a Long-Term Success. If you can grab the, the link to that and put it in chat for people to, to see this, they can follow along. Uh, Mr. Definitely using the yellow. The yellow is definitely still there, being slightly taken over by eye-piercing green this time mm. around. So they're shifting the hue a little bit. We're into the greens now, uh, but uh, it's a little it's a little rough. So they've already shown, of course, the release date, uh, the hotfix 1.04, 1.05, 1.06, which are all equidistant apparently sometime between the release. In 2021, if you're trying to figure out what the fuck the time scale on this thing is. And then sometime in 2021, we got patch 1.1, hotfix 1.1. And then we're moving into patch 1.2, hotfix 1.21, 1.22. And then it's just a giant arbitrary block of shit that says free DLCs with an asterisk. New gen edition coming in the second half, I believe, is what they're alluding to here. Uh, with, and then at the bottom it says multiple patches and updates. Just, it's in there. Just, there you go. It's in there. And if you look at the asterisks, Jeff, can you find the asterisks on the page to see what free DLCs mean? Uh, bottom left. Oh, small additional content. 
That's not just Damn the it. nickname of my penis, Jeff. That's exactly what they're going to be bringing out for free DLCs. Small additional content. So they're kind of baiting you going, hey, you're, we're, you know, we, uh, we know we fucked up, all right? But we got some free shit coming. But it's small additional content. Whatever the fuck that means. But these, uh, these continue to be my favorite graphs in all of uh, video game uh, history. Uh, I, I've seen some real bangers, but the, uh, these never cease to, uh, uh, to amaze. They uh, are always good. I love looking at them. They had another chart, Mr. Black, that outlined, um, in, in a little bit more detail. I couldn't find it, uh, unfortunately, but it's, it's the same colors, the same bullshit, basically, of graphing the number of crashes reported based on the patch version of the game. And so they were showing it, you know, starting way up top, and then like a stock ticker, like Tesla stock in the last week, just crashing mercilessly to the ground. Uh, but kind of like every time they release a patch, it would like spike, and then it would kind of like level out, and it'd spike again, and kind of like level out again, and spike again, level out. And there's still so many crashes. The fact that they have a slide dedicated to crashes in the game and how they're finally getting around to fixing it scares me but it also tells you that they are desperately trying to stop investors from uh selling off cdpr stock left mm. right and center which their stock hasn't exactly been let's say booming uh for obvious reasons some of these that we just went over being part of those reasons uh so there you go there's your uh, your cdpr cyberpunk 2077 update complete with ambiguous timeline of random shit coming in 2021 with small additional content mm. whatever the fuck that is mm -mm. i i keep seeing people uh, i've seen at least three people in the last week on my twitter feed ask the question just openly on twitter so is it safe to play cyberpunk yet or are we still waiting it's like we're, we're, we're trying to gauge the room does we're anyone know does anyone know if it's a good time to play cyberpunk yet? No, it's not a good time. You wait. And uh, if it was me, I'd be waiting for that small additional content. Whenever that launches. And whatever that is. Uh, Crisis Remastered. When's the last time you cared about Crisis, Jeff? I'll be honest, I never did. <laughs> I, I think I only cared about <laughs> Crisis insofar as I was interested, like everyone else, to know if my computer could run it. Can your computer run Crisis? It's been a, a many, many years old meme now, uh, and it continues as Crisis Remastered Trilogy is coming this year, Mr. Black. Mm. Uh, a complete remaster of, uh, of the trilogy uh, is landing this fall for PC and consoles, including the Switch. So the age-old question of, can Nintendo run Crisis? Mm. Remastered. We're going to find out this fall. We're going to find out if the Switch has got it in it to be able to run it. I mean, I'm sure it will. It's just, will it run at a playable frame rate? No, probably not. At, at, at least it needs to be docked. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's definitely good. Well, no, it should be undocked, probably, because handheld runs at a significantly lower resolution than docked mode does. And I suspect it's going to be not quite as pretty as many of the other versions of the game. But, uh, you know, they'll find it. Well, where there's a will, 
There's a way when it comes to the Switch. People keep fucking finding ways to make games run on that old-ass hardware from a mobile chip um, that uh, just keeps the hits on coming. Of course, we have the Nintendo Switch Pro or new Nintendo Switch that will eventually crop up sometime either late this year or into next year uh that will that will uh be you know probably a bit better at running crisis remastered than the current switch but we're gonna have to wait for that bad boy uh we still haven't heard about that by the way i I thought by now this week we would have heard i still think we're gonna hear about it before e3 kickoff so before the 10th so before a week from now uh i still think we're gonna hear something official about that next uh switch but uh, as of uh yet absolutely nothing just rumors rumors and speculation uh, no Man's Sky with another banger update, Mr. Black. They just, they don't stop. Can't stop, won't stop. Uh, this time they've got Prisms is the name of this update and it adds a substantial uh, number of visual improvements as well as the ability to tame and ride flying aliens. Because fucking, Ooh. why not? You can already tame and ride, you know, uh, legged uh, aliens that, that that walked the ground, but you couldn't you couldn't mount a dragon ass looking alien. So uh, they were like, "All right, we got you. We can do that. We're gonna take us some time, but we can get you riding aliens." And so we're gonna we're gonna do that. And that's what uh, this update includes. There's a whole bunch of other shit in this, of course. We have a bit of a trailer here that we're gonna watch because it's only a minute forty four seconds, and honestly, we need to fill a little time anyway. But right. um, it looks no, that's not the right screen. It looks. Really good. A lot of them are visual improvements for this, and the visual improvements aren't aren't to be sneezed at. Let's say they're very, very pretty. Uh, and honestly, it's probably going to take a hell of a PC to max this game out. Now, it went from being something that you didn't necessarily need a really strong PC to get a lot out of it, but with the stuff that they're adding here, holy shite! You might need uh, you might need some extra grunts. So let's get over to the trailer here, and we can start this bad boy up in three, two, one, go. This is version 3.5, the Prism's update. A visual overhaul for No Man's Sky. Explore for No Man's Sky. <laughs> it's better than the voiceover for the super the, the Mario Golf Girl, though. Flying creatures can now become pets and be ridden. New rain effects refract light, with surfaces becoming wet. Hair and fur rendering increased creature variety. Light is refracted realistically by glass and liquids. This is going to cripple even my PC at this point. Photo mode has been improved. Because all this, you have to remember, all this is procedurally generated. And so you got to do all this shit in real time. Oh, you guys are getting a 30 FPS output, by the way. There were a couple of hiccups there, and I suspect that, like I said, it's going to take some grunt to max this out. But look at the screen space reflections look fantastic. There you go. Did you ever want to fly a alien fucking colon? Maybe a dragonfly. You can do it now. I don't know if you're taming that big sandworm, though. I think that one's off limits. I don't think you're fucking making that happen. I need to play this on, like, a proper 4K TV. Because it's got everything now. HDR, the whole nine yards. Also, and I missed this, unfortunately, because I just didn't take the time to get it. For a time that had a crossover, it just reminds me because it popped up here. 
where you could get the Normandy from uh, Mass Effect as a freighter in No Man's Sky. Uh, and you just had to do like the the battle pass thing. You don't have to pay. You don't didn't, didn't, don't think you had to pay for it or anything. You just had to complete the missions and you would unlock it. And so when you get to a new system, where you teleport. You look up in the sky. You'll you'll often see your freighter teleport in. And so it was kind of it was kind of badass. You know, if you're a, a Mass Effect fan, you get the the freighter. You get into a planet and you're looking up. And you got like moons and suns and shit up and everything's fucking dope because it's uh, you know No Man's Sky. And then here comes the Normandy. Fucking teleports in comes out of warp and stations above the planet and it looks fucking fire it's great so there you go you know what depressed me about this though a little bit is that uh is that even though at this point we are well beyond what the original scope of the game is going to be every time no man's sky releases a free update like this so many people are still going, it's still not what they promised back in whenever, which is insane because we're way past what they promised originally. But people, I've never seen people hold on to such a petty fucking thing for so long. They won't let it go. There's been free updates for years and massive and nonstop. This game has delivered more than, than Star Citizen has for zero dollars. You could have bought No Man's Sky at any point in time since since it's launched and significantly gotten improved uh, game and more game over time while Star Citizen's been sitting on like 500 million fucking dollars not doing anything but putting out tech demos. Uh, so it's a little fucking crazy to me that people are still giving them shit for it. I don't know, like, I, I don't know if, like, Sean Murray's gonna have to save uh, an entire orphanage from burning down to the ground or something in real time and have it, you know live streamed for people to finally get over it but uh all the best to hello games they're still crushing it another great update i'll probably have to dip my toes back in to see if my computer can even run this bitch maxed out i don't think it will anymore i think it's gonna need some serious grunt uh which is a great segue into one of the pieces of tech news this week nvidia un uh unveiled that indeed despite saying that the 3080 ti would never exist guess what motherfucker that shit exists and mm. it's coming out as of today pre-orders are opening up june 3rd as far as i know uh and for i think it's 1199 us dollars retail for the founders edition you too can get your hands on something that's somewhere in the neighborhood of 8 to 12 percent faster than a 3080 but spend 30 percent more money so there you go if you're now, if you're if you waited to get into a 3080 Ti from a 2080 Ti, if you're that market, you're doing well. I mean, it's like 150. It's it's, it's well, 150. Sorry, it's like 50 50 plus percent or some crazy number faster. However, I wouldn't buy it, and uh, uh, honestly, you're probably not going to be able to find one anyway, unless you're buying it scalped. At which point, good luck, because if you think you're going to get it for anything less than like three grand. Probably not. However, it will run No Man's Sky really, really well. Especially for those of you out there that strap a 3080 Ti to a 1080p monitor. So, get out there and <laughs> get, her, get her done. I die a little bit every time I see somebody spend like four grand on a fucking GPU and then they slap it and they're like, what do you got for a monitor? 1080p? Oh. All right. You do, what do you play? Counter-Strike. Oh! <laughs> okay. You do you. That's your hobby. I like to burn money occasionally. 
Famitsu reports a new school RPG to uh, make an appearance June 10th titled Monarch, and it's developed by several former Shin Megami Tensei staff, including one of the creators, or a couple of creators, actually, a writer and a composer. Uh, so that's the you know, Shin Megami Tensei, that's uh, the Persona folks and the Devil Summoner and all that kind of stuff. Uh, they've they've uh, gotten together, a few of them, and they're making a new school RPG. So instead of, you know, old school JRPG, I guess we could classify this as new school, whatever that actually means. Uh, but uh, that is apparently forthcoming. Uh, and really, if it's anyone from that group, it's probably something to keep an eye on if you're a fan of JRPGs, because Atlas and, and the, the teams that have done uh, Shin Megami Tensei, SMT, and, and, uh, and Persona are all very good at their job. So keep an eye out if you're interested in that shit. Uh, and then lastly, the last uh, couple of things that we had here, or not, oh, second to last, really, a couple other tech news pieces that we'll go over quickly, uh, just to wrap it up, uh, so that Jeff, uh, doesn't have an aneurysm talking about tech news, we make it quick. You ready for rapid fire? Right. Intel, Intel, shit the bed, bad. AMD, then subsequently, shit on Intel. So there's a lot of shit happening in Intel's bed at this exact moment. NVIDIA. As we just said, releasing a couple of GPUs, 3080 Ti, I believe also they announced something about 3070 Ti, but uh, it doesn't matter anyway. I, I could have told you that they were announcing a 5080 Ti, but you're never going to be able to buy it anyway, so fuck, it's all unicorns anyway. Uh, and also, the big one, Mr. Black, Microsoft mm. has what they call the next generation of Windows ready to be shown off on June 24th. Who's ready to have their machines broken? I am! I am ready to have all of my settings completely nuked from orbit on a random update that I can't control, even with Windows 10 uh, Pro. I'll delay it for as long as I can and then inevitably get fucked by the long arm of Microsoft as I beta test their software while I pay them to do so. Because that's just the Windows 10 life. So here we are. But the 24th, we see the next generation of Windows, whatever the fuck that is. Uh, also, Samsung. Announced SAM, which is a very, really stretched it on the name there. SAM, a female virtual assistant. Kind of like Cortana was, of sorts. Um, Or uh, or any of the other virtual assistants. Except they actually gave her a face, of course. It's like a fucking anime chick. Which means in 30 minutes, that shit was rule 34 and there was porn everywhere. Mm. Samsung knew exactly what they were doing. Great, early, easy marketing. Hey, guys, we got a, an attractive female virtual ex- uh, assistant. Go nuts. I want to see as many anime titties as possible by the end of the workday. And mm. the internet made it so. Because the internet doesn't take very long. Gotta like those anime titties. <laughs> uh, finally, for the game news here. Uh, can you tell this, it's a little thin this week because we're a week away from E3? A little thin, but a little it, thin. Like my hair, weeks. it's a little oh. thin. Uh, Nibel has up here that they finally released the list for uh, E3's schedule, so we get to know what's going on there. There have been a few journalists that have been talking about um, uh, how the sign-up process to do any of their usual stuff that they would do at E3 has been a complete fucking gong show. And nobody really knows what the fuck is going on. It's like, it's a complete dumpster fire from the back. But thankfully, since neither of us are real journalists, Jeff, we just have to sit back and watch whatever fire happens on the screen. And Why so we, 
we get to do that. And here are the dates to watch just that. So first up, we got June 12th. Ubisoft and Gearbox are going to kick off on June 12th. Followed by June 13th. This is a big day. Microsoft plus Bethesda. Square Enix. Warner Bros. And the PC Gaming Show all on June 13th. That's a busy mm. fucking day. That's going to be a long one. Uh, I'm going to need some alcohol, I think, for that one. It's going to take some time. June 14th, we've got Take-Two and Capcom. So we'll have possibly more uh, you know, GTA 5 online news because they just can't stop making money on GTA 5 online uh, and whatever else they've got coming up. Uh, and then Capcom, I'm sure we'll hear some more uh, Resident Evil shit, amongst other things. June 15th is Nintendo and Bandai Namco, which is a weird combo, but it's also just weird to see Nintendo be part of E3 at all. So we'll have to wait and see what what Nintendo decides to bring for their first E3 uh, appearance in quite some time. It's been a few years, uh, and uh, Lord only knows what will come with it. So that's the full schedule. Um, And apparently, according to Nibble, is that the scope and content of each presentation is currently completely unknown. So nobody has any idea how long any of these shows are going to go on for, uh, or what they will contain, really, at this point. Uh, And also, there are non-ESA events uh, happening as well, which, of course, is Jeff Keighley's kickoff event on June 10th. So there will be some blending here between the two, uh, and uh, it's going to be a busy, busy news week coming up. I'm going to be... I will, at least Jeff Keighley stuff, I will be personally streaming all of that shit uh, and talking over it. Uh, because unlike E3, Jeff Keighley was like, everyone want to restream it? Go nuts. Fucking do your thing. Spread it as much as possible. E3 was still like, hey, we need you to sign up. I need your social insurance number, your address, your next of kin, your blood type. Any previous health problems? You let us know all that, and then we might get back to you about being able to restream the stuff. So I don't think I'll be restreaming the E3 stuff. Uh, I won't be doing it. But uh, Jeff Keeley gets it. He knows. He knows what's up. He knows what year it is. It's 2021. E3 is living in 2001. Uh, but uh, we will be able to restream at least that stuff. So I'll do that and have some uh, possibly do what I did in the past where. Uh, I might record some audio or something that recaps the things, depending on just how much is happening and whatnot, but we'll we'll get that coverage. And then, of course, we'll talk about what uh, whatever uh, we both picked up in the in the podcasts that follow those days uh, and see uh, and see what comes out of that stuff. But that's it. There's your e three schedule for twenty twenty one. And then we wait and see. My most noted, obviously, I want to know what the fuck is that Microsoft and Bethesda. And I want to know what Nintendo is going to bring to E3. Everything else there is kind of whatever. Uh, but uh, those two are the are the ones that I'm most intrigued uh, about seeing and what the hell they're going to have. But that's it, Mr. Black. That's all the gaming news. Thank you for all your input. We did well today. <laughs> Thank uh, you. Good hustle. Good gut check time. Gut check time. Now, it is time to sell out. And uh, I believe I will leave the ball in your court to... Uh, Patreon.com slash lag TV. Head on over there right now. Throw the money at the screen. If you don't have money to throw, it's okay. Go on over to YouTube. Watch the video. Hit the like button. Subscribe. Leave a comment. Share the podcast. Go leave a 
a review on Spotify, Amazon, all those places, or iTunes, wherever this thing is streaming, go out there and leave mm. a review. Five-star. Uh, we got Elgato. If you guys don't already got a stream deck, well, you Elgato get one of those. They've got, uh, they got key lights now. They've got green screens. They've got sound dampening. They've got mm. virtually anything and everything that you could think of that you would ever need for your streaming setup or just your PC setup in general. The Stream Deck is my favorite piece of hardware that I've added to Change my setup since I uh, since I got a dual monitor. It's that life-changing, all right? It's a big hotkey hub. You can go and make hotkeys to take you to our podcast, to check your CPU usage, to check, uh, to open up uh, Spotify, to listen to music, programs, Steam, Specific games, your favorite streamers. Mr. Black, I got um, a problem. What? I need you to maybe give me a solution, all right? I just started dipping my toes in RP and not just in my own bedroom. Mm. And I have a bit of a problem this week in that after a very short period of time, I've developed gang relations uh, in this RP server, uh, and I just can't seem to solve some gang warfare issues that we've been having. It's been going on and on. There's a lot of out-of-character bullshit going on. It's terrible. And I've been doing my best to keep, you know, calm on stream and not lose my mind. But in-game, you know, sometimes the out-of-character blends with the in-game character. You get a little fancy about it, and you want to express yourself. So the next time I'm doing a drive-by fruiting, I need to be able to have hotkeys on the ready to be able to select what fruit I'm going to throw at what gang member and what fingers I'm going to use to dis display my disdain for rival gang members throughout the city. Do you have something for me? Yeah, it's called the Stream Deck, Adam. And you can hotkey your emotes to do the things that you want it to do mm. by just a click of a button. That way you don't have to type in, you don't have to press T and then slash throw fruit. You can already have the emote ready to go programmed. And when you throw your fruit at their face yes, and they get angry, but you're masked up so they don't know your identity, mm. you double down and you got a VPN in your pocket. Oh, and what you can do is you can mask your IP using NordVPN. Can I make can my can I make my IP masked and look like Piers Brosnan in the 90s? You sure, you sure can. You can do whatever it is that you want. NordVPN got you covered. You go to www.nordvpn.com slash OTT. Use the promo code OTT. Get 70% off. I have up to six simultaneous devices all linked onto one account. Mm. Stay safe. Stay anonymous. It's 2021. Mm. Mask your IP so you can watch different regions of Netflix. Watch region block content on the internet. And just be an all-around awesome person. Did I mention that? Do you want to be awesome? Well, get do, you want, do you want to be like Pierce Brosnan? Exactly. He ain't getting caught lacking. He He's probably like, he uses it. There. He definitely uses it. <laughs> so go and check out NordVPN. Link is in the description below. And use that promo code and go and support the podcast. Absolutely. I actually, if, if, if anything I just said outside of the drive-by fruiting had any relevance to what's actually currently going on on GTRP, I have no idea what's going on. I don't have any time to watch that shit. But I'm guessing it probably went down something like that. It's always like that. It's, it's always like that. <laughs> uh, I do advocate for drive-by fruiting, by the way. I think that would be an amazing... 
that's pretty gangster. That's pretty gangster. You know, you make you you, you make them think that their lives are going to end. You get hit with a piece of fucking fruit. That's the game changer right there. Uh, <laughs> I don't know why. I don't, I don't know why it came to mind. Now I'm just envisioning Pierce Brosnan in GTA RP, role playing himself in the from the hit perennial holiday classic Mrs. Doubtfire, throwing limes. Or getting people throwing limes at the back of Pierce Brosnan's head. That's, that's the future of... Uh, actually, it'd be more of like Red Dead. He'd be a good Red Dead RPer. Mr. Black, it's time to talk about some other stuff. What do we got next? Movies and DB. I have two very short things in this list because there's not a lot going on, at least that I could find, but maybe you've got some more. First up, I've got Prepared to Save the World Yet Again, Kung Fury 2 mm. is dropping in 2022. Mr. Black, did you see the first one of those? Uh, I have, but I haven't seen it in a while. I actually saw a part of it. Um, Kai was watching it. Kung like, Fu? What? <laughs> is that, am I thinking, am I thinking You're thinking Kung Fu Panda, maybe. Oh, that's what I'm no, thinking Kung of. No, Kung Fury okay, is, yeah, yeah. The, is, the, is the, like, super over-the-top cheese eight, 1980s Kung Fu action oh. flick that they put up on oh, YouTube okay. or whatever. Oh, uh, and there was okay, like the yeah, yeah. laser Tyrannosaurus Rex shit, and I'm pretty sure there was a skateboarding, um, fucking yeah, yeah. There was a lot of crazy shit going on in there. Yeah, uh, it's like uh, that Doc vibe. The Doc vibe. Yeah, before Doc, there was Kung Fury. Yeah. So that's the number two coming in 2022. I mean, the Doc literally was the a, a total bite from that entire oh like, yeah absolutely lambo oh, oh, oh. the 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 aesthetic absolutely. the everything was kung, uh, kung fury 100 percent, 100 percent. so that coming up 2022 well, i don't know where they go after the first movie but uh i'm i'm ready to see whatever the fuck they can do to jump the shark uh in this next one because after you get uh after you get what's it what's this after you get David Hasselhoff to do an entire musical scene spun off of like being a cop and catching somebody skateboarding and then it spins, you know, it goes off into like dinosaur laser eye shit. Where do you go from there? I don't know, but David Hasselhoff better you get make Doc. it. That's you, pretty you get much Doc. it. You get <laughs> shit, Doc how crazy would big, that be if Doc was the in that? bad guy. That's just, that's the play. That's the actual play. I'm in. I'm in. Uh, Universal reportedly would like a Fast and Furious. Oh, speaking of jumping the shark, Fast and Furious meets Jurassic Park crossover movie. Jeff, what do you think? That ain't it. That ain't it. What if it. David Hasselhoff was in it? Dude, Fast and the Furious <laughs> has overstayed its welcome. That's just really it. That's- a while ago, you could argue Jurassic Park has overstayed its welcome at this point. Yeah, but that's made a that's making a ton of money. Like the new Jurassic, that's true. It's, it's making shit tons of money. Um, like it's making god tier. It's actually probably making more money in Fast and the Furious. Um, Fast and the Furious. I hear this this newest one is ass. Like it's the worst rated one in since. Like I, I mean, know. who would have thought that the time that you know John Cena was secretly the brother? Yeah. Anyway. Ah, that's all I got for movies. That's like literally all I could find. Is like, was there anything else that went down this week that you know? Uh, well, the John Logan, who um, 
who is the screenwriter for Skyfall Inspector. He's he's been nominated uh for for Oscars for screenwriting. He does all the a uh, lot of the 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 Bond stuff. He had he had some he had some choice words to say about Amazon buying uh oh MGM, uh, MGM and getting uh, the rights to um uh Bond Bond. He basically said uh um, having worked on as a writer on Skyfall Inspector, I know that Bond isn't just another franchise. It's not a Marvel or a DC. It is a family business that has been carefully nurtured and shepherded through the changing times by the Broccoli slash Wilson family. Work work sessions on Skyfall Inspector were like uh, hearty discussions around the dinner table with Barbara Broccoli and her half brother Michael uh, Wilson, letting us uh, letting all the unruly children talk. Uh, every crazy aunt or um, or uncle was given a voice. We discussed and debated and came to a resolution as families must with no outside voices in the room. When you work on Bond movies, you're not just an employee. You're part of the family. What you sure this isn't, you sure this isn't Fast and the Furious right now? Exactly. <laughs> what happens if a bruising corporation like Amazon begins to demand a voice in the process? What happens... To the comradeship and quality control, if there's an Amazon overlord with the analytics parsing every decision, what happens when a focus group reports that they don't like Bond drinking martinis or killing quite so many people, and that English accent's a bit alienating, so we have to have more Americans in the story for marketability. Bond's not content, and he's not a mere commodity. Uh, being, uh, Bond has been part of our lives for decades now from Sean Connery to George, uh, Lazen, Lazen, Lazenby, Lazenby, uh, can't be any crazier than broccoli, uh, to Timothy Dalton and Pierce Brosnan to Daniel Craig. We all grew up with our version of 007. We care deeply about him. Please let 007 drink his martinis in peace. Don't shake him. Don't stir him. That's what he said. Oh my God. Wow. (laughs) So, yeah. I mean, I got, I get, I mean, I think it's maybe a bit of a rea- overreaction, but yeah. I, I get where he's coming from. It's he's not wrong. Bond has been one of the more heavily guarded, you know, intellectual properties in the film industry ever. Uh, I don't know if one's been more micromanaged than Bond. Um, there's there wouldn't be many. I mean, there's not many that have been around as long as Bond with as many movies. Well, as I Bond. mean, there yeah. I mean, there's Star Wars. There's I mean, there's been many. And and listen, when, when but I think what he's saying is that when when like for example with Star Wars when it left George's correct. hands and it entered the hands of like somebody correct. like Disney, that's what he's correct. looking at, going, oh shit. Correct. Yeah. 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 I mean, I get what he's saying, but I mean, Amazon also has done really really good jobs with virtually any property that they've gotten their hands on um, is as much of a, of a, as controversial... long as it's not a video game. Yeah. I'm talking about, the yeah, movie I'm talking stuff. about films, yeah. TV, um, you know, their movies and their shows, the boys is been, Amazon, right? Yep. The boys is Amazon. Uh, Invincible is Amazon. Um, uh, uh, there was, there was a, there's a, there's a few shows that they have that are like really, really well done well-made um so yeah i mean i get it he's emotionally attached to the to the property and he doesn't want to see it become content but it is content um you know everything is content yeah um but he yeah i mean we'll see we'll see 
yeah, I, we'll see. I, 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 I can't see Amazon trying to politically correctify James so Bond. Yeah. Um, you know, if it was Disney that bought out MGM, then probably, okay, yeah, yeah. You're, you're, it's time to be scared. But yeah. Well, there you but go. But that's the only notable news um, that that that's really going on. Apparently, um, uh, what's that? Uh, Quiet Place Two. Apparently, it's pretty amazing. I heard that in the first. Um, so there's that. Better than the first is impressive because yeah. It's rare for a sequel to actually one-up the original. Yeah. Um, outside of that, there's not really... not um, Thor, the new Thor movie, finished wrapping up, so they're done filming that. All right, there's lots of uh, pictures of him walking around, uh, you know, juice to the gills, getting ready for the uh, Hulk Hogan biopic. Uh, just don't look from the waist down. Uh, I think they're going to CGI Hulk Hogan's legs onto his body. Because Probably. Chris Hemsworth has tree trunk arms right now, legit, but he also has legs thinner than mine underneath those mm. underneath those shorts. And let me tell you, I already have chicken legs. You don't want to have thinner legs than I do. I mean, it, it, it was reminiscent of, and it's it's just his build, but it's also obviously what they're focusing on for the sake of the of the movie. You know, they they know what they have to show off more than anything else, um, and the. The reality is, is that some guys are actually built like that. You can get big ass calves and legs, but you have to put a lot of work in. And when you're doing a film, you can put a lot more mass on on most most people's upper bodies than you're going to put on their lower bodies in that period of time. And uh, he's already an athletic build. He's not Hulk yeah. Hogan, who weighed 320 pounds uh, walking around in the 80s. Um, and it's kind of like reminiscent of. Um, um, fucking uh the wwe guy that went into into uh uh the rock no not no 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 that went into mma uh, mma oh uh, brock lesnar brock, uh, brock lesnar it's reminiscent of him where you got this guy who's built like a viking up top and then when you saw him walk into the octagon and you saw his legs you were like hold up something doesn't something doesn't work here he looks like he <laughs> looks like this He's got like the big ass V because he's down to like these skinny little legs. But those legs, it's not that they're they're not huge, but those legs are strong as shit because you got to realize that they've got to carry around that 400 pound upper body. And then when he sprint, sprinted across the octagon in like 0.2 seconds, like a freight train, you're like, okay, all right. So not everyone needs to be built like Arnold Schwarzenegger in the fucking 70s with the, you know, big ass tree trunk legs to go, to go along with it. Uh, but yeah, he's definitely getting roasted to fuck right now, Chris Hemsworth, for his for his leg situation, especially because his arms are fucking huge! Have you seen recent pictures yeah, of this yeah. motherfucker? Yeah. He turns sideways and his arm is like fucking like 14, 15 feet broad. It's it, They're so big that it makes his chest look small. Did, like you, the, see, <laughs> did you see The Rock? The Rock right now is literally pulsating. <laughs> Like he is, he's filming Black Adam. All right, so he's, he's on all the juice right now, oh, bro. He's he's in some ridiculous shape, and he 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 made it so that throughout the entire movie, he's never in padding. So when he wears the suit, it's he's just, just him. wearing it's just on his skin. Like it's just like there there is there there isn't a padded. Like, you know, uh, in um, Shazam, he wears like yeah, a big yeah, padded yeah. suit and shit. Or like you, you watch Superman, any of these guys, Batman, they're in they're in suits. Like they're yeah. big guys, but they're in suits. The Rock's like, nah, just put it on my skin. <laughs> <laughs> he 
he looks like a fucking like it's actually kind of fucked how like and he's like he's he, he's just just torn to shit right now like i'm like what the so, fuck so so do you think here's what i think i, I wonder what you think do you think that this is going to be the last major movie that rock can get so juiced for is like his because his body can only fucking go so hard for so long. This is a lot of steroids to get to his size at his age. Like, you can eat all the chicken and broccoli you want, motherfucker. You're not going to be the size of The Rock without a substantial amount of performance-enhancing drugs to get yeah, to that I mean, point. I mean, you know, he's got to be, he's, he's on, he's on all, all the drugs. But, I mean, he's also <laughs> been training, and he's massive, and he's also got good genes. So, like, oh, you yeah, no, all it's the, tr- it's the holy trinity. And it's just like, all right, yeah. Godspeed. Oh, just fucking huge. Yeah. Uh, I guess there you go. So that's that's movies that's and TV. It. I guess. All right. That's there you it. go. You have more time talking about Hemsworth's fucking legs and and the Rock's juicing cycle than any other movies that are happening right now. Uh, which means it's time to move on, Mister Black. Two. Tech support. Patreon.com slash. <laughs> Jesus, we've only been live for recording fifty six minutes. We got some time to make up, Mister Black. Time to straight. You know, there's like the the producer in the background doing this. We gotta at least hit an hour 30. We can't, we can't be posting an hour and 10 minute podcast. The shit ain't right. Well, we, oh, we, we did like almost a three hour one last time. So, you know, it's yeah, making up. True. Sometimes it happens. All right. Patreon.com slash like TV. Uh, your $10 more each month gets you a couple perks, including the ability to ask a question on a post I put up every week called tech support. Coincidentally, the name of this segment, we're going to answer as many of these questions as we can. In the time that we have, which as of today is a fair amount. So let's answer some questions. Uh, let's see. I think we've, um, I think we've answered this one sort of before. It's worded a bit differently, but there's four likes on it. So I got to ask the question anyway. What's one mistake that you made in your childhood that you don't want your child to make? How will you bring it up to them or try to pass it on the lesson that you learned? Jeez. Mistake that I, I made. I lived as a such child. a boring fucking life that I have to trust. Like, I have to actually, I honestly have to think hard about, uh, about that one. Um, uh, I, I would say about the only thing, like, I don't have a lot of regrets in life. I have a couple, but like one from when I was really young, like if this was like a, uh, like, you know, junior high, when you're actually like your own little, you're becoming your own little person at that age, right? You know, that 14 years old and, and older, that range. I like if it was one thing that I could think of perhaps that I did back then that I would maybe go back and, and redo would be to just kind of like, um, uh, to, to take, to take the extracurricular aspect of school a bit more seriously. I mostly dumped all my time into like the, um, my time and efforts, which is not like a bad thing into the, the scholastic part, the actual, just do the tests, go to class, do the whatever, and then, you know, I didn't do too much extracurricular sports stuff and whatever. I would like to go back and 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 not have stopped basketball when I did and then re-pick up basketball again at the end of high school. There was like a three, four-year gap there where I stopped basketball altogether and from a competitive aspect. And if there's one thing that I can see in myself 
that's lacking that when I look at like my cousin Ben, for example, that did hockey competitively all the way up through is that you learn a lot of social and team building skills as a part of a competitive in, in a competitive sports environment, especially if you do it from that age and continue it on, you know, up the up the ladder till you get to that point where you're playing at like a provincial level and whatnot. You you learn a lot in there. Um and I think I would have I, I would have done a bit better if I had just stayed in. I wasn't gonna be a professional basketball player, but mm. I might have been able to get a little money going into university if I if I played those four years, because I almost hit hit basketball scholarship only playing a single year in high school. So if I had played four more years and had four more years of skill under my belt, that could have been a bit different. And the sports environment is 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 uh, a major net positive that I know, like I see in, in any of my friends that played longer than I did, um, the skills that you develop there are, are super valuable, even if you don't carry it on to like university level and beyond. So that's probably one thing I could think of would just be like, you know, if you like it, just take it seriously. Focus <laughs> on it. You're young. You're young. You know, I love, I love playing video games and get outside and hang with my friends, but it wouldn't probably not been the end of the world if I also just, you know, maybe focused a bit on, on just something other than school and did some sports and shit. Mm. Um, well, I did sports, so I, I don't really, I mean, I did sports all the way through my years of a child all the way up until I was a teenager. So I always did that. Um, geez, man, it's kind of hard because like when you're a kid, I don't really think of things as mistakes. I, 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 I would say, I would say, um, kind of cheating kind of what adam would say what adam said but on the side of uh music so um you know as a kid my parents you know got me keyboards and different things like that and i would be on and off and on and off um you know i did choir and stuff throughout high school um but i didn't really stick with an instrument so I I will I will go and say uh playing an instrument and stick sticking to it kind of like playing a sport and sticking to it um that's those are just going to be prerequisites anyways my son will play an instrument and he will be in sports um and he will do both of those before he plays video games um because I believe those are far vastly more important um things to um engage in before video games um so you know, if he wants to come down here and play in the game room or bring his friends over and do all this other stuff, then he needs to have his other shit in order before he gets to do the fun stuff. Especially since, you know, I, I'm, I'm a background of play video games for a living. So automatically, there's going to be this thing within the house where it's just like, you know, I can play video games. Look what dad did um, through video games. Um you know, who cares about schoolwork? Who cares about this and that? And the reality is, is it's a lot tougher than just that. And um, yeah, we, I love me some video games. And I want my son to be a gamer, but I need him to be focused on a couple of other things as well until he's old enough to make a decision on his own. And I, I would feel as though I'll pretty much force him to play certain things until he's a certain age, probably around 12, when he becomes sort of his own little man and he can kind of, Tell me what he likes and what he doesn't. Now, he might say, hey, Dad, I really don't like baseball. How about can I play 
um, soccer or can I, as long as you're playing a sport, I don't really care. Uh, whatever one that you mesh with that you feel comfortable with, but you will, you will. And if you don't want to play a sport, then your ass will be outside shooting hoops or fucking you get in some sort of activity or you can join karate or, you know, whatever you got to have some physical things going on. And you also need to engage with other people doing those things. Uh, so I just think it's very important. This, you know, we live in a, we live in a world where everything is closed in and we, you know, we're glued to our screens and I, I, you know, the older I get, the more I see why people think it's a bad idea and it is a bad idea. Um, it doesn't mean you need to be, you need to spend all your time out there and very little time here, but you need to mix, you need to have some of that. And that will definitely be a rule here anyway. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's, it's kind of a tangent for the question, but yeah, I agree. And I, and for the instrument, me too, you know, I played, I played the trumpet for three years and, and uh, a bit of piano and, and I never really stuck with either, especially the trumpet I was actually legitimately good at. And even though I didn't practice and my band teacher hated me for that. And, and I, so I, I think like maybe if I sucked, I would have actually practiced. It would have like resulted in having like good habits of practicing my instrument when I got home. But because I was good enough for the music we were playing at school, I never bothered to take the time to like, yeah, actually practice. And I wasn't like I didn't when I was younger. Like it's it is like you were saying when you get to a certain age, you start to know what you really like and what you don't. And while I would like now, it's funny. Like now as an adult, I'd love to be able to just pick up my trumpet and be able to play it like I did when I was a kid. That's never gonna fucking happen. I'd be dog shit now I wouldn't even know how to do a scale anymore at this point um when you're a kid you know you you have so many different priorities and your and your interests can change so frequently and uh and so yeah it's a it's it's hard to say you know I wish I did that because at the time you weren't thinking that right you weren't like yeah. oh I you know I want to do this you were thinking I don't want to do this um yeah. but yeah like yeah for you know, raising kids and stuff like that there are definitely you know, it, for me, it doesn't have to be a sport, but like anything, anything that's like, like that has you using your body that's athletic. Right. Yeah. And I mean, almost anything can be called a sport. But when I say that, you know what I mean? Like team-based sports it doesn't have to be team-based sports. You want to, like you were saying, you want to go into, um, self-defense classes or you want to, uh, maybe you want to golf as an individual golf, sport yeah. or you yeah. fuck fucking, I don't give a fuck. Ping pong. You want to play you ping? Curl, you want to play ping pong? You want table tennis? I'll buy a fucking. I'll we'll play some table tennis. You want you any as long as it's like something that is <clears throat> physically active in some way. That's coordination. You can immediately tell when somebody has never done anything that oh, requires yeah. it, and it and it. It's not like you need it to survive in the world, but it it is strikingly beneficial to have some level of athleticism in your body as you're getting older. I also think it just helps with confidence and confidence, just your, your mental overall, health. Yeah, just it's all just in general better. I think, yeah, I, I think if you were to have somebody that's <clears throat> never played or never done anything physical, um, and you put them next to somebody that has done physical things, just the confidence and the demeanor. There's something totally there that just different. it's it's uh not saying that it's bad. It's bad if you don't. It's just I would like my son to have that trait, to have that uh, yeah. that experience, and then when he's old enough, he can make the decision if if he just wants to 
be like dad and sit in front of a computer and sweats every day, <laughs> then go ahead. But while you're a kid, I'm going to make the decision for you because that's what parents do. Yeah. Parents are giving their kids way too much freedom. And, you know, everybody is on fucking, you know, oh, free spirit this. And I almost think it's a, I almost think it's a, uh, an excuse to not be a parent. And, you know, my son or daughter can do whatever they want, say whatever they want, and be whoever they want. Um, you know, to an extent, yes, of course. You know, let let your child grow and be who they are as a person, but they need guidance. This isn't a, uh, for me anyway, this isn't a, uh, you know, I brought you in this world, now go Ch- figure yeah, it ch- out. Children don't come into, uh, the, into the world with such vast knowledge to be able to navigate it. No. Uh, with an undeveloped brain, you need to be able to like guide them a little bit. You need to get you fucking put the rudder on there and, and get them going. Yeah. And then eventually you get them onto, uh, onto a path where they can start to actually form their own shit and do their thing. But yep. if you're just going to like loosey goosey that bitch the whole way through, you're going to be in for a hell of a fucking ride. Yep. Uh, come the time where they actually have to start making decisions for themselves uh, and yep. they don't really have much of a compass. Yikes. Uh, in fact, we we were friends growing up with a few of those kids, and yep. uh, <laughs> yikes! Uh, Logan says, "I absolutely love the heat wave happening across Canada right now. I do too, until it means that we're going to get like massive fucking hurricanes and shit later on, uh, thanks to uh, climate change. But uh, for now, loving the weather. It's great." If you could move to any warm country or location, where would it be and why? Mine would be San Diego for the perfect 20-degree weather all the time. Coming from He's coming from Alberta himself. Where, where's, um, your warm, your, where's your warm weather permanent residency, Mr. Black? Jeez, I don't know. Um... <clears throat> I'm going to Hawaii, motherfucker. Yeah, I'm, I was, that was the first <laughs> thing. Probably Hawaii is where it's at because it's hot. Hey, but it's got that breeze. You're you're on an island. You gotta you have know? some money uh, to live on Hawaii, though. The setup shop. Once you're there, it's not so bad. But the 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 setup costs can be a little expensive. But if we're not dude, if we're not complaining about the uh, the setup bro, cost, I, I shit you not. I and I'm not even making this up. Mm. If Kayla ever came to me and said, "I want to move," <laughs> and I, you know, where do you want to go? Yeah. It would be like Maui. It would be like, listen, if we're gonna do, if we're gonna move, we're doing it right. Like that's just the show. Um, It's the only, I actually believe it's the only other place in my life right now that would, would encompass what the lifestyle and the pace that I would be willing to give up here to go there for an actual better quality of life. um, An everyday living anywhere else. Listen, I only live in Nova Scotia. This place it's fucking cloudy. It rains all the goddamn time. The weather ain't particularly great. Uh, the winters suck ass, but it's home. Uh, that That is quite literally the only place I think on the planet that I could think of. I'd obviously want to visit there first and like I'd check it out and see what, see what it's like. But everybody that I've ever talked to that has visited there or lived there, it's like actual paradise. It's like legit, like... Hopefully it stays that way because when you start having a bunch of guys like us talk about like moving there and doing their like and take up the, you know, the, the Hawaiian lifestyles, it starts to change over time. Yeah. You know, it, it morphs into something different. Um, and, uh, and I hope, I hope that Hawaii doesn't get like completely swamped, um, uh, by foreigner invasion, people coming in and moving in there and like changing the, the feel of it all, because it, that's what is so uh, other than the weather, 
It's the people that are there. It's the yeah. lifestyle. It's the it's it's the everything about it's the, col- like it's the culture. Uh, yeah, I just. Oh my goodness, man! The more I think about it, the more I'm just like, oh, they just yeah, you fucking wanna, sell everything you right keep now. That go. Shit. Yeah, you want to yeah. keep keep that shit the way it is. Uh, Seth, uh, Seth asks, "Do you sweat more than the average bloke, Mister Black?" No, I don't sweat I do. often. Uh, but mostly in my arms, really, like under my my underarms. Just you, I put me in a freezer. I will find a way to sweat. Doesn't, yeah, I uh, don't. Doesn't take much. Now, my the up the upshot is is that unless I've eaten red onion in the last twenty four hours, I don't really stink. I'm not a guy that stinks after I sweat. I smell like salt, but I'm not like I'm not pungent. I have to get pretty fucking gnarly before that it gets to that point. So thankfully, I didn't get the one two punch combo of sweat like mm. a motherfucker and smell and terrible. Like ass. Yeah, yeah. yeah we uh, we avoided that much. Thank you, genetics in that regard at least. Um. This is the most random. Some of the questions you motherfuckers have are so fucking random. Time Tricks Tricks asks, Hey guys, got to ask a Canadian question today. Do you prefer Canadian Tire or Princess Auto and why? Ooh, dude, I'm Princess Auto every time. Every single time. Have you even shopped at Princess Auto? I haven't even been in a Princess Auto. Oh my god bro i know i know you wouldn't it, you know Pr- princess to be fair Auto was- i haven't even spent that much time in a canadian tire so i don't i don't dude, know dude well listen man when you become a homeowner right you'll you'll end up going to these places and um princess auto for those that don't know it is basically canadian tire but cheaper with more with more shit canadian tires is so overpriced canadian tires like going to shoppers you know you go to shoppers and you buy like anything at shoppers like a 30 percent markup from like walmart or any other any other place and you basically go there for convenience because it's just not as packed it's not as busy you just kind of get in you kind of get out princess auto is like they've got tools they've got house related things you can buy like you go there buy a ladder you can go there fucking uh, buy you know tire and irons and fucking like I mean you just think of it and they'll they'll have it there. It's like a Costco for for um I was gonna say something very very chauvinistic. I was gonna say it's like Costco for men. You know it's like a very it's a it's a very manly. You know I'm not saying women. Nothing's oh, as manly like Princess cool. Auto. I know. Listen, man. I know. I know. But listen, if you go inside Princess Auto, the demographic is going to literally be like 95% male with like 5% female, you know, bless those females in there. They getting shit done. But um, it is it's a man. It's a man's man store. Uh, You know, (laughs) sorry, I'm probably going to get canceled. It's just the name of the Princess Auto. It's the manliest store around. I know. I know. Um. I, yeah, I mean, look, I will say this. The Canadian Tire used to be a lot better than it is now. Canadian Tire is shit, and I don't suspect Canadian Tire is going to be around for a hell of a lot longer, to be honest. Every Canadian Tire that I've walked into in the last few years for whatever, you know, random shit that I, I might have needed at the time. Um, and the other reason is that I think, well, like, Canadian Tire has always been way closer to me than whatever the fuck. I don't even know where Princess Auto is. I mean, it must There's be- a couple of them. Yeah, uh, there's, uh, they're in Dartmouth, like Burnside. Oh, okay, yeah. I'm not, my, uh, my ass ain't driving to Dartmouth to fucking yeah. do something like to stop at Canadian Tire 15 minutes up the road. But the, um, the quality has gone down dramatically. Their, their standards for the people they hire also seem to have dropped dramatically. Uh, and so, uh, yeah, it's not, it's, uh, I don't, if I don't have to spend any time in a Canadian Tire, uh, I, I don't. Probably the best thing I bought at Canadian Tire 
is that Christmas hat sitting on top of Jeff Goldblum's head right now. There bought you go. That like seven years ago, <laughs> uh, and it's probably the best thing that I've ever bought at Canadian Tire. I do shop at Canadian Tire though. I have like quite a bit of Canadian Tire points. Um, uh. So yeah. Um. Again, these questions. I'm telling you, got some real bangers in here, Jez. Real, real fucking out in left field. Uh, what Jorbach asks? What are your most and least uh, enjoyed foods that involve mint flavor? I don't like anything with mint. Well, there you go. It was easy. I'm not a mint. I'm, I don't like, I, I just don't really enjoy. I would say that, okay, the mo- the thing that I would like the most is like Christmas canes. Oh, okay. candy like canes. Closest, candy canes. That's that's the closest thing that I would like. Anything else with mints? No, ain't it. Uh, I don't, I don't, I can't think of like least off the top of my head. Um, There are some white peppermints that are way way too potent mojitos oh my god i'm so sorry sorry, sorry to interrupt oh, there you go I, how could i forget mojitos but that's like the actual mint leaves yeah and they cr- they crush them in there well, it's so still it's still technically not like, mint it's still technically mint but it's not that processed mint yeah i know what you mean taste yeah um yeah so yeah, for me like there are some white mints that are the processed mint flavor that's like super overpowering that i've never never been a fan of um but like my favorite stuff i mean shit uh, it's it's one of my favorite ice creams mint chocolate chip i'll eat that Ugh. shit all day long yuck <laughs> uh <laughs> oh there we go <laughs> Uh, Steve is back from last week, Mr. Black, after the breakup advice from, uh, from last week. Got another okay. question though. How about advice for returning to the dating <clears throat> app scene after being out of the game for years? Listen, man, I'm not the right guy to ask. <laughs> I've never, I've never got to experience Tinder, man. I've been in a relationship for like 12 years. You were on POF for a hot minute though. I was on, I was on POF, but man, those were different times. Like that, like that shit was like, th- that was new back then. You know, yeah. now, uh, now, you know, I'm a, I'm an old pioneer, bro. Th- this is, this is what I would say <laughs> from, from my friends that I've, that I've talked with that have had great success on Tinder and other dating apps is it all depends on what you're looking for. Okay, if you're looking for a relationship, then you're just probably going to have to date and go on lots of dates with lots of people and try and find somebody that you mesh with, Um, you know, read a profile, you know, make sure that you're somewhat attracted to the person and go out there and try and take them on a date and 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 uh, and see what happens now. If you're just trying to fuck and you're just trying to get a nut, swipe, 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 swipe every single person you see on there, whether you're attracted to them or not, swipe them all, swipe everything. And then when they, when they, when they give you the initial, Hey, how's it going? We matched. Then make the decision. If you want to go forward, because you might, if you swipe a thousand times, and you've got 20 people that swipe back, then you can go ahead and kind of choose two or three of them to go out with or whatever it is that you want to do. This is, this, that's what I would do. Pay, pay for this premium t- Tinder thing so you can do as many swipes as you want and swipe like crazy. 
and, uh, you know, swipe at night, swipe Friday night, Saturday night, late at night, stay, make sure you're on Red Bull and whatever to make sure you're awake because sometimes you just get lucky and there's a girl or a guy that just want to fuck. That's all they want to do. It's two o'clock in the morning. They're horny and they just want to get fucked and they don't care what's going on. Swipe, swipe, swipe. And you never know. You just might have somebody that says, Hey, you want to come over? If that's all you're looking for, then go ahead and do it. But stay safe, you know? Be safe out there. The world's a crazy place. Use NordVPN. But but (laughs) there you go. Use NordVPN. Stay safe. Stay anonymous. There you go. So from what what I've been told is swipe, 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 and just go there. Because if you're just looking to, to, you know, for, for a fun night, who cares? Like, listen, man, I had somebody ask me uh, on stream. They said, uh... You know, have you ever been with somebody you're not attracted to? And I always say this, you're not a real man until you slept with somebody that you're not attracted to. You haven't, you haven't, you, 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 you haven't, you haven't, you haven't dug deep in your soul. All right. Because let me tell you something. All right. (laughs) What? What What logic is that? I need to hear the rest of this. Go on. Listen, listen, man. Listen, go on. Listen. You haven't, you, you haven't, listen, the guys out there know what's up. See, Adam, Adam isn't cut from this cloth, guys. Apparently not. All right. Adam's not cut from this cloth. I'm in a different cloth at Princess Auto. He's in a different cloth. All right. <laughs> but the ones that know what's up, know what's up. And they know what I'm saying. Apparently the not their dick there, if they're not that attracted to listen, them. Listen, the men out there, you guys know what, you guys know what's up. We've all slayed dragons. You know, we've all been there. And hey, the ladies out there too. This is a two-way street. Ladies out there have slayed some dragons. Sometimes you just need to get it in. And let me tell you, sometimes the dragons <sighs> rock your world. <laughs> rock your world. I'm just gonna go and say it. I'm just gonna go and say it. So, my Tinder friends, guy that's ans- uh, that asked this question. Swipe away. Swipe away. <sighs> well, uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, that's kind of the general, it's the general thing. I mean, to, to get more granular about it, I guess, uh, other than slaying dragons, uh, um, you know, depending on where you live, Okay, depending on where you live, different apps are going to be more successful than others. Not every app is created equal, depending on the city that you're in. Uh, so you're going to have to take a look and see which apps are, are a bit more popular in your area to make sure that you're not like wasting your time and money. Like here in Halifax, certain apps are more popular than others. Uh, for example, Bumble here is more more active than... Um, than uh, than Tinder for a, a lot of reasons, not chiefly of which is is that um, there's a lot of bots on on Tinder. But um, yeah, I mean, yeah, totally. That's their dating apps go one of two ways. They're basically treat them like you're at a bar, okay? And uh, and you know, like Jeff is saying, sometimes it's closing time and happy hours over. Uh, and everyone's fucking three sheets to the wind, uh, and and uh, uh, you know a four is gonna look like a six, 
And you're both looking at each other. You probably look like a four at the time as well, to be honest. We're all, we're, you know, at that time of night, you're fucked. You just, everyone, everyone is haggard, but sometimes you just gotta fuck. And, mm. and so that's like Tinder has been the primary driver of I just need to fuck for a long time now. They're the, the king or queen of I just need to get laid. Uh, and so, you know, you go to work and, and, and swipe as bravely as you wish, uh, and hope for the best. But if you're actually looking to like get back into the dating game, first of all, wait a while. If it's been a long relationship, you know, most people, unless it broke off like really poorly, give it some time, you know, yeah, go have fun. Go, Hey, if you want to sleep around and have some fun, go have some yeah, fun. Yeah, that's fine. But like, don't, go have some fun. don't try and create like an emotional connection to somebody like listen, uh, two weeks after you just broke up with a listen, long-term listen. relationship. You can't, you can't, you can't go into these looking for what you just lost. Right. Yeah. You got to go into this bust some nuts. That's what you need to do. You need to go in there and bust some nuts. And what that'll do is that'll, that'll allow, that'll allow you also to realize that, you know, you can bust nuts with somebody else as well and 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 at least get that at least get that physical that physical um urge out of you as well because listen if you're if you got an ex and that ex is wishy-washy maybe that ex wants to you know maybe that ex has moved on a little bit or whatever they're playing games and you know you just want some physical contact but that physical contact with that ex comes with some emotional contact as well Listen, all you, all you, all you have to do if you just need to get out your system, swipe, 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 swipe. And there's somebody else on there that wants to do the same thing. And don't go in there looking for your next soulmate cuz it probably ain't it. But what you can do is bust some nuts. All right, this is my suggestion. All right? This is the other cloth that you find at Princess Auto. All right? This is we got one cut of cloth, now we got a different cut of cloth, all right? <laughs> if you're going to bust some nuts, just fire those sailors off in the comfort of your own fucking room before you make decisions. It's called the post-nut clarity, all right? You wow. make some bad choices when you're horny as fuck. You will do some crazy shit. You're, your brain ain't thinking, right? You don't know what day it is. You don't know what time it is. All you know is that you get to fire some fucking sailors to the moon, all right? And the, the easiest way to make sure that you don't make a poor life choice is before every major decision in life, make sure you're drained. Just fucking just get up your favorite porn and just fucking go to work. All right. Just let that shit go. And then on the other side, you give yourself about five minutes after that before that post nut clarity. You will be shocked. Shocked at how many things you will no longer do just because you hit that post nut clarity. It is like a scientific fact. Then if you're interested in looking around, the thing to do is uh, is to just be honest on your fucking profile. If you've got friends that are girls, like we talked about last week, have them take a picture of your ass. Don't be using some shit you think is entertaining that you got from, like, some party fucking five years ago. You know, don't try and, like, cutely cut yourself out from around a picture of you and your ex-girlfriend to post online. Don't be doing any of that shit. Get a new picture, get a haircut, feel good, look good, have a friend take a picture of you. They, they look at you and go, you know what, you look pretty good in this picture. And then fucking post that shit, be honest with your profile, maybe lie about your height a little bit, never, never fucking hurts. And then go do your thing. Bumble is a good one insofar as that the girls have to reply to you first. So if you're actually looking for relationship shit, not just fucking, 
Uh, Bumble is better in that regard. Also, you'll avoid bots like crazy, which Tinder is the girl, the full girl, of. The girls go to you first. No, so you can you can still swipe on them or whatever, but they have to message you first. You can't. So it's mm. basically like the last line of defense where the girls uh, on other apps can just get bombarded with the 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 shit. Whereas on Bumble, they can they're the ones who choose mm. to initiate. Both those guys that get bombarded, Adam. Where's the equal opportunity here, bro? That ain't happening. I don't know, man. That bro, that ain't happening. I don't know, man. You got a you got a picture happen. of you sitting in a Lamborghini. You know, no. you watch you watch them come. You watch them come. You watch them come on Pornhub.com for that post not clarity, and then make your decision afterwards. <laughs> uh, but you know, dating apps is a minefield because a lot of the the whole idea is that everyone's kind of uh, if they are if you if they even if they are looking for a relationship, everyone is on the edge of they're just looking to fuck. And so you, it, it, there's like this weird, when I was doing the Tinder files back in the day on like the three, four fucking whatever dates I ended up going on, literally the first topic that would almost always come out was when you're, when you're talking is both people are trying to figure out if they're actually interested in a relationship or if you're just looking to fuck. Uh, and, and that's like the awkward thing about online dating uh, when you're actually looking to be in a relationship. Because you're not even, you're not even in front of the people, right? So like, you know, no, I mean, when you actually I, go on the, not texting each other, but like oh, going on the oh, date, the first thing you're yeah. trying to figure out is, are we screwing or not? Are we, is this about just fucking? Or are you actually looking for, it's like an awkward thing. Cause the assumption is with online dating, the majority of people are just looking to for fuck. a good time. Yeah. There you go. Uh, next up. Hmm. Alexa, most underrated movie of all time. Uh, Alexa thinks that In Time gets a bad rap for what it is. In Time? Is that the Justin Timberlake movie? I have no idea. What is it? In Time. <laughs> Doesn't even sound familiar to me. It is. It okay. is, yeah. Um, I don't think it's the most underrated movie of all time. Well, I don't think they're saying that. I just think he says <laughs> it, or they're, they're saying just gets a bad oh, okay. rap for what it is. Um, I actually didn't mind In Time. Um, I didn't mind it. Um, most underrated movie or underrated movie of all Under, time? Un, yeah, yeah, yeah. Un, underrated, underrated. Damn, dude, that's really tough. Like, I can't just think of a movie. I just can't think of a movie like that right off the jump. Underrated movie of all time. Hmm. Um. Dude, you want to know what movie I fucks with? I know it's not the most underrated movie of all time, but not enough people talk about this movie, and it made a fuck ton of money, so, like, great. Um, it's a genre I hate. Okay. I hate I hate musicals. Uh, Can't stand them. Yeah. Although, when they're good, they're really good, but most of them are cringy and bad. Yeah. One of the most underrated, in my opinion, not uh, talked about enough is um the greatest showman with uh Hugh Jackman absolutely mm. an incredible musical the acting the 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 song choices the whole thing in my opinion it is my favorite musical ever created ever in the history of musicals um it is really that good for me 
I don't know about, I'd have to really think about most underrated movie of all fucking time. That's like a hard thing to, it's easier to come up with most overrated movie Oof. than it is. Whiplash. Oof. Did you see that yet? Whiplash? Did you watch that yet? Yeah. No. The one with, oh my God. I don't dude. think so. Miles, dude, Miles Teller and, uh, and, uh, what's his face? Um, uh, guy, uh, plays, uh, the news guy from Spider-Man. He's amazing. Older gentleman. I know who you mean. Yeah, I know who you mean. I can't uh, think of his name. I know exactly who you mean. Dude, that movie's incredible and extremely underrated. Extremely. J.K. Simmons. J.K. Simmons. It's not, it's not, uh, I, I, all I can think of, honestly, is like movies that not a lot of people that I know have seen. And, like, one of those that I found was a really great movie uh, that not a lot of people have seen, even though it's Robin Williams, is Moscow on the Hudson. And so I'm going to go with Moscow on the Hudson. I have the DVD of it here. I had never even heard of it at the time when I found it and in, like, a bargain bin years ago. And, uh, and I was just looking for, you know, a Robin Williams kick. I think it wasn't long after he had passed away, perhaps. And uh, watched it. Fucking fantastic movie. And not one that people talk about. You know, they'll talk about, you know, Good Morning Vietnam, Patch Adams, you know, the usual Robin Williams uh, fair, you know, Dead Poets Society, uh, stuff like that. Uh, but I'd never heard of Moscow on the Hudson. I watched it and it was uh, uh, a phenomenal movie that, uh, yeah, I still recommend whenever nobody ends up Dude, fucking seeing it. You would love Whiplash, man. It's like, it's, it's your jam, bro. It's like, it's your jam. Like, you would like that fucking movie, bro. It's really damn good. It is so good. How have I not heard of a J.K. Simmons film that's popular? Dude, or not popular, but like, he plays, good. He plays a conductor. Like, he plays a, a conductor at a, a prestigious school. Yeah. Miles Teller's a drummer. A very, very good one. And J.K. Simmons' character basically coaches him um and there's an extreme amount of pressure an extreme like it's it's like it's think of it like an extreme um coach or teacher that like will literally fuck you up if you fuck up it is the most uncomfortable mm. uh atmosphere hyper, uh, at, like and it's it's such a closed in movie it's so very intimate and small and the music is brilliant. The acting is incredible. Like that movie, dude. If there's a if there's a night where you're like, dude, what are we gonna watch? Whiplash. I'm t I, I'm pretty sure I've given you this speech in the past. I think you have. Like, yes. I just haven't had anywhere fucking, to watch it yet. Dude, it's so good. It's so good. Let me um, see where it streams. It's gotta be like. It's gotta be on like. Amazon Prime. Okay. It's on Amazon Prime, dude. I'm okay. telling you. Okay. Rotten Tomato score 94%. Damn. Dude, the movie is Can't be that underrated. For for audience and critic, both 94%. Oh, both. Shit. The movie's crazy, dude. It's okay. so good. I might actually just watch it again. I'm thinking about it. That's the most underrated movie that I can think of right there. Uh, is it, it's drama, it. so I'm gonna have to watch it on my own because M hates dramas. So I'm gonna have to yeah, like find it's, time. It's definitely a dramatic. It's a musical. It's a music drama, yeah. um, but it's not like a you know musical where they're singing and stuff. Uh, but it's it's solid, man. It's only like an hour and forty minutes, so it's not like a long drawn out watch. Mm. But I think she would even like it. Like it's that 
It's that good. What's uh what's the overrated uh film for you? Doesn't overrated? have to be doesn't have to be most overrated, but what's one of, what's one of the uh, overrated uh films for you? I'm going to say the latest Mad Max Mad Max Fury Road was horrendously overrated. Mm. Um I didn't think it was that exciting at all. Uh, I didn't think that any of the acting was anything to write home about. The visuals were the only part of that movie, uh, and probably the music that was involved at certain scenes, uh, is carried the entire film. Um, I have it on Blu-ray in 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 the the chroma edition and everything. I've got the black white version and whatnot. I I don't. It's not that I don't like the film, but I think it's more of like a film that you show your TV off with than an actual like great film that everyone talked up like crazy. I didn't think it was that good at all. Um, personally, uh, yeah, you could ironically use the, the, the meme gif of, uh, Tom Hardy going, that's bait, uh, to, to my discussion, but I, I, I didn't think it yeah, was that good of a I, movie. I enjoyed it personally. <laughs> I saw it in IMAX and it was, it was, yeah, quite I saw it, I saw it in IMAX. Yeah. Yeah. I, I enjoyed it. Um, I don't think it was overrated. Um, geez, a movie that I thought was overrated. Man, that's a tough one. Uh, that's a tough one. Hmm. I'm trying to think of, of a movie that was in the last like few years that uh, I just um <clears throat> tough, very very tough. I think I think John I think the newest John Wick was overrated. I yeah, the more three I wasn't. Think, Three the wasn't more I great. Think about that movie, the more I just didn't like it as much as I uh, wanted to. John Wick uh, one, great, yeah, fucking oh, yeah. film. Yeah. John Wick two, still a good film. John Wick yeah. three, it had started. Its to, it had its moments, yeah, but it, it started its to separate. It's and we talked about this in length before, but I think we both agreed that it started to separate itself from what we liked about John Wick one and two, where we were getting less and less. Uh, lore and story and more and more just here's a set piece of a fight here's another set piece yeah, of a it fight felt rushed like john wick 3 just felt rushed it felt like shit we got to make john wick 3 and they just rushed together choreography rushed together a, a story rushed together a bunch of a bunch of stuff and i'm not yeah. saying I, I didn't enjoy moments of the movie because it you know it's still a badass movie it's just like it lost its oomph yeah um hopefully they claw that big uh that back a bit uh yeah. for john wick 4 Oh yeah, I don't think Keanu Reeves is a great actor. I don't myself. think anyone thinks he's a good actor. He just he, he knows he, his role and he stays yeah, his he lane. His, exactly, he picks <laughs> his roles well, and he does well in those roles. I don't think he's ever been, you know, he's never going to win an Oscar or or even close. But the roles he picks are good for him. So you know, and everyone that yeah, and everyone guy. that works with him thinks he's the greatest just human great being dude. to have ever yeah. fucking walked the earth. So I mean, it's kind of it's kind of hard yeah. to hate on him. Um, let's see here. Oh, uh, these, this is a question I don't even want to think about. But um, Dan Jim asks, "What's the most you've ever spent on a night out?" We talking like a date night or I guess he just says a night out. We'll exclude your Vegas excursions because those some of those would be getting fucking spicy. Let's stick to stick stick to nights out at home. 
Um, so nights out at home. Yeah, it's like a date um, night, I guess. You can stick to that. Um, I mean, my date nights aren't that expensive. Like an average date night for Kayla and I, like if we went out and say we went to um a nice dinner and then went to the casino or something, like on a high high end, we're probably looking at like four hundred bucks, like on a high end. Like that's like assuming we lost a couple hundred bucks just playing slot machine, having a couple drinks and, you know, going to you know, nice dinner for 150 bucks or whatever. Right. Um, but I mean, there are nights where I've taken my whole family out and spent, you know, eight, 900 bucks on a fucking big, family yeah, on a big, you know, family dinner and stuff like that. But I would say like the average date night for Kayla and I would be about 200 bucks. But yeah. like, if we got a little crazier, 400 bucks is like, I would say $500 would be like the most expensive date night we, we would have ever had. Um, yeah, yeah, I think it doesn't get any crazier than that. I think that's about where I was, uh, was about 400 somewhere in there was the most expensive night. I only did it once and I was like, man, that was not worth $400. So let's not do that again. Um, I mean, sometimes it's nice to just go out and do whatever the fuck you want and not even worry about the price tag. You know, it's just like, Hey, you want to order this hundred dollar steak? That's $10 an ounce. Go ahead. Don't really care. It's not like you do it. If that's in the banking cards, then yes, it is nice to go out and not think about the money and just kind of, uh, go fucking wild for sure. Uh, but yeah, I, I don't, I I did that once, but most, most date nights for M and I, if we're going out, we're doing like nice dinner or whatever is somewhere between 150, well probably about 150 bucks because we don't we rarely do anything more than dinner and a movie and that ends up being about 150 dollars is usually like our uh our top out and if we aren't doing a movie the night still ends up being about 150 because we just spend the movie money on whatever other fucking activity that's going to be whether it's like you know you know shitty mini putter or have a couple extra drinks or whatever the fuck it's gonna be um Mm. <laughs> uh. Um. All right, we got two left. Two left that I'm going to choose to do here, and then we'll call it there. Xenon Slayer says uh, or asks, "I've just had a visiting electrician." Give me sage advice about balancing work and home life. Can you remember getting memorable life lessons from an unlikely source? You want to know what's crazy? Is I, um... When I, when I had, when I lived at my last house and I had all of the security cameras uh, installed in and out of the house... There was a girl there that didn't install. Actually, it wasn't the moment they installed. She came over and she would do the the assessment. So she would take photos of the places that you want the cameras. And then she would take it back to the... She'd tell you these packages and then whatever. Dude, her and I... This is crazy. She's an older woman too. Yeah. Um, We sat in my kitchen, uh, my kitchen dining room, for four hours and just talked about life. Uh, it was the most bizarre That's thing. That's the most it, Nova Scotian fucking thing I've ever heard dude, in my life. And, and it was wild. It, it it started off with it started off with like 
the regular stuff where they're like, oh, what do you do? And then we uh, talk about video games and stuff. And then, you know, she started talking about her son and how one of them is like really got it together and the other one doesn't. And, you know, um, she wanted to like pick my brain and uh, all this other stuff. And we just started talking about like virtually everything. It was a weird like therapy session um, (laughs) that we were both giving each other, you know, nuggets and and it was a, a really weird thing. And then like even when she left, um she was like thank you so much uh that was such an an uh an, an, uh an experience i was like yeah thank you it was was nice uh yeah it was it was fucking bizarre um now that i think about it but yeah never spoke to her again never saw her again it was just had a big long conversation told me about her children and oh my her Lord. life and yeah it was it's kind of it's kind of funny how um it's kind of funny how some of the best life advice comes from the most unexpected people at the most unexpected times, right? Yeah. Like, uh, think about how much, if you really think about, like, some of the best life advice that you've gotten, is it, yeah, sometimes you'll get it from, like, the expected sources, like, maybe it's a family member or a, a longtime friend or a teacher or, a, you know, maybe even, like, a co-worker or some shit. Like, somebody that's in your normal circle, but then once in a while, just like for you, it's like some random person that was there doing installs sits at your kitchen room table for, or kitchen uh, table for four hours. Yes. And talks about random shit. Yep. Uh, that's literally what it was, dude. It was crazy. Fucking wild. So, uh, yeah, I mean, I, I had, um, I had a similar but not four hour long experience with, um, with somebody who was doing like, uh, doing an install for one of the internet services at my first place. And he was a a guy, not much older than me. And we were talking about, you know, career paths and stuff like that. And just how he, talking more about his story, it was less about like advice and more of just like a really interesting, you know, hearing another perspective on somebody else's life. It was somebody that moved in from out of the country um, started from nothing and, and trained to do installs and whatnot. Um, and was just so happened to be like in Halifax at the right time. Cause installs for those guys that were trained, they were making like 80 grand a year doing internet installs, uh, in residential areas, uh, because it was so hot. It's probably still hot right now, honestly, oh, yeah. like if you were doing oh, yeah. it. Yeah. Uh, and just like his story about him and his family or how he came first and then brought the family later and, uh, and all that stuff. It was just like one of those, like, kind of like conversations that you might not ever have if it wasn't just randomly placed in front of you. Um, that was, uh, that was super interesting. The only other thing I can think of, and we've talked about it here before, not that it was like necessarily life advice, but one of the, but bar none for me, the most random thing that ever happened and it Je- happened to Jeff and I at the same time was the fucking random dude that taught us how to bowl. Yeah. That is bar none, the most random thing that's ever happened in my life. I don't. Th- I can't think of a single more random fucking act of us being out there just randomly deciding to bowl one day. We go down to the bowlerama. We're uh, we're we're fucking playing games or whatever. We're there for a couple of days. We're hacking our way through, and this old guy comes up and goes, "You guys aren't half bad. You want to learn how to actually bowl?" Okay. Dude, I got into bowling too. Like I, you got hard. Like that I got summer, hard into it, bro. you, you I got, got hard, hard in. I won. I, I won one event. You won like. We did it. We did more a than that, and yeah, then you traveled and shit. You took it even harder than I did. I won that one event. Yeah. And I was like, I'm fucking out of bowling. I'm good. I'm yeah. good. Yeah, Travis got into it pretty heavy with me, and we uh, we bought <laughs> bowling balls. We had I had my own shoes. Yes, I take to. I wouldn't even rent shoes anymore. 
dude, I was bowling a lot and I was like not bad at it. Um, and then, and then it just died. Like I just stopped doing <laughs> yeah. it. Like just, just woke up so, one day and was like, I'm done bowling. It's so uh, crazy. Yeah. It's so crazy. Just have this one Bowling's guy, fun, man. I like bowling. It's uh, fun. It's nuts. Good time. That's a good. That's a good date activity. Go. It bowling. is. Em and I have done that. Yeah, we've we've yeah. done bowl at that same fun. place. In fact, um, yeah, they get an arcade there. You go yeah. bowling. Go grab a little bite to eat with a drink and just do ah. something fun. Listen and for those music. for those listening in the states, you know, it's because it's more popular up here, at least on the east coast. I don't know what it's like outside the east coast. When we're talking bowling, we're talking ten pin uh, candlestick, small, small ball, yeah, small balls, yeah, small ball here, not the yeah. big, not big ball, not bowling. the big ones where you put like your, you know, your your There's fingers, no in the holes finger holes like in those bad boys, yeah, no. Um, mm, last one goes Volkus. How many cars have each of you had or driven, and had, uh, and any funny stories about any of them? Oh goodness Wait, I've, I've had <laughs> i have had so many vehicles i could count if i tried um, uh you had the civic you had the uh the um jetta the jetta was after the civic and then I had you a had ford. i had a small ford at one point it was a ford escort, escort. My dad gave me yeah um, um then, so, so yeah, what is that three there three uh, three and then i had another civic yeah um i had a 91 civic and then i had a 95 civic um then i had uh so we have i'll do it in order i'll do it in order civic 91 civic then went into uh what what was the second one uh i'm pretty sure i I then went into the escort maybe no you went yeah you went you went civic escort okay so civic escort jetta yeah. Uh, no. Civic no. Escort. Civic Jetta. Jetta was the yeah, yeah. Jetta. Then I got the um, Evo. The the well, it wasn't an Evo. No, not the uh, Evo, but the um, it was a Lancer. A Lancer. Uh, so a Lancer. Um, then I got the one BMW. Series, yeah, the one, the one series. Twenty eight or whatever it is. Yeah. Then I bought. Um, then I then I went in. Uh, I had a, a motorcycle. Yep. Then I had a truck. Um, the first truck, the, yep. the, the first Ram, then I got the, the Benz. Yep. Then I got a Jeep. Um, oh, also I had gotten Kayla's civic, uh, in there. Oh, I also bought, I had Kayla's echo. So she had an echo before the civic. So that's right. 12. Um, then I bought, uh, the new truck. I think that's all of them. 13, 13 vehicles. Ha! And you know, only... Only the the Lancer, the new truck, the Mercedes. Oh shit, the BMW was as yeah. well, and the Civic. Uh, those were all new. Yeah. Uh, um. Oh, and a four wheeler. So I don't think that uh, really the four wheeler doesn't count. It doesn't really count. So yeah, thirteen, thirteen total. Thirteen, five new. Five of which were new. Yeah, five of which were new. Uh, my favorite. My favorite memories of Jeff's early vehicles were uh, were the the baby blue everything in the fucking ninety one Civic, and it yeah. was baby blue everything. Um, as was most most of Jeff's attire, honestly, was baby blue everything. Uh, and then at some point, uh, my my memories from that were that uh, Jeff was so fucking broke that every time we had to leave the house. The gas in the car was constantly riding on E. So if we wanted to go anywhere, we had to pay gas money. Even if it was $5. So if we wanted to go to the driving range, $5 in gas money 
to get there and back because there was no gas in the fucking Civic. So we always had to stop at the gas station, put $5 of gas into the fucking car, which was just enough to get all the way out to the driving range and back. Uh, and, and that was the show. Then there was oh, a broke. Then there was a hole in the floor at one point yep. that just rusted out and dropped out. Flintstone car. I used, so you to, had drop Flintstone garbage. Car. I used to take the mat off and drop garbage in the highway and, <laughs> and just keep driving. The uh the, the most memorable I've I have I have two most memorable moments in my Civic, and you weren't there for either one of them. Okay. One of them was um uh one of them was I had ball so ball joints. I needed to re- replace ball joints on my, my car. Um and the axle was all fucked. So I remember I was driving Megan. I, I this was this I was probably 18 years old, 17 or 18 years old. And uh, I went and picked her up, and we were going to Tim Hortons out uh, uh, Dumbrack area. And uh, dude, when I took turns, like you know, you know, like for those that are broke out there and know what I'm talking about, that that have experienced this, where your car is fucked and you can't afford to get it fixed. And it's making knocking noises like, dunk, 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 dunk. and you're like, you're, you're turning and you can feel it like vibrate through your fucking, your thing. But you know, you take it to the mechanic shop, they're going to smack you with like thousands of dollars of bills. And you just, I couldn't afford it. So this knocking just got louder and louder and louder. It got to the point where I was turning to go towards Tim and I could feel it. And, and she was even like, yo, is this normal? I'm like, Are well, we it's normal for me, but. <laughs> You know, uh, this is actually louder than normal. Um, dude, all of a sudden, I saw my tire rolling down the street in front of me, flying down there. And it was a hill. It was, it was, there was a hill, it was near your old place, right? <laughs> Going down there. And it was fucking flying down. That's a steep hill, bro. It was a steep hill. And I was thinking to myself, oh my fucking God, if this hits a car, bro, it's going to fuck this well, car Well, that up. road terminates and, on the busiest road going in downtown. Dude, dude. And, and we both, we were in shock. I looked at her. <laughs> she looked at me. And I, I tried to fathom what was happening because I, I just saw a tire flying down the street. I'm going, what the fuck is going on here? And then all of a sudden, my car went, dunk, right? And I'm like, what the fuck? I get out. The tire is flying down the hill. Like, like if it hits somebody, they're done, bro. Like, they are <laughs> they are done, done. Like, There's a lot ass. of houses, like, right on the edge of the yeah. road, too. So this thing flew. Thank fuck it hit, no, <laughs> it hit nobody. It just flew off into someone's yard and just kind of rolled there and sat. And I go out there, and I look in the front, the, the passenger side of my car. The tire's off the damn thing. And the the brake pad or the 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 yeah the 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 brake the pad housing for the brake housing for the brakes is just sitting on the fucking ground, <laughs> just sitting there, and the car is like slumped like like that. And so we had to call Megan's dad. He had to come out. We had to get a tow truck. They towed the car. So when they uh, so that's one thing. The other one uh. was the car was the car used to be when I first got it was an automatic. Yep. And I was sitting at a red light also on Dumbrack. <laughs> And for whatever reason, guys, don't ask me why I did this, but I did this. So I had, I had like down pipes on it and air, air intake. I, I, I put a bunch of money in this fucking shit. More than it was worth by a long shot. By a long shot, right? (laughs) And uh, I'm sitting at a light and uh, there's a car, another, you know, teenager rolls up. Don't remember what type of car it was, but they're revving and I'm revving, right? I put the car in neutral. And I'm revving, 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 revving. And 
the 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 light changes and then when the light changes I fucking give her right but when I give her I put I I go to put the car back into drive but I accidentally put it into reverse oh no my 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 foot on the pedal full blown and all I heard was the transmission fell to the ground on the fuck it fell out of my car onto the ground there was fucking oil all over the place the tranny was on the fucking ground on the highway blew it the fuck gone oh had to call a tow truck and lo and behold we take it there and that was when i then took the transmission from a 93 or 94 civic and put it into my car and it turned it into a manual so whenever you got into the car it would have like all this automatic gear, like the gear shifter would look automatic. Up front, the dashboard would be all automatic, but the car itself was an, it was now a manual. And that was <laughs> when I had the transmission changed. And uh, you want to tell the chat how you uh, how you eventually parted ways with this Civic? Uh, yeah, it was sitting outside my buddy's house, <laughs> and uh, I went on vacation. So uh, once again, it was it was basically broke down, and I remember. <laughs> I had racing seats and I took those out and traded them for a PS3. So a guy came down with a PS3 that was stolen. Um, and I, I outside of Trav's house, I, uh, I took the bucket seats out and gave it to him for the P- PS3. And, uh, and then I had my old seats. So I put, put those back in. And I remember I went on vacation to the Dominican or Cuba or whatever. And I come back and somebody just stole my fucking car. Like it was gone. Like it was just gone. And I never knew whatever happened to it. It was just, I went away for a week and I come back and the shit was gone. And I, and I asked like fucking Brian and them like, what's happening? Like, yeah, somebody came and fucking stole your car. Shit. I'm like, what the fuck? What a legendary vehicle. Oh my yeah. God. Somebody just took it. Fuck. Well, I, uh, I've had far fewer vehicles than you have. I've had two, uh, I've driven more, but I've only owned two. It was one was one was that fucking Ford Focus that my grandmother gave me when I moved out of the house. Um, sold it to me for a dollar, and on the first day, Dad and I took it to go to the DMV to uh, to register it in my name. And on the way to the DMV, we discovered that the brakes didn't work while we were still on the highway. And so we, uh, we, we didn't discover until it was too late, but the brake lines had eroded and had basically snapped in two. So there was no brakes in the car. So thankfully dad was driving at the time and not me. Cause we would have definitely been dead if it was me, uh, mm-hmm. driving a car with no brakes. Uh, so old Danny boy had to throw that bitch in neutral. Uh, and we rolled it. Basically we kept going and rolled it into a coincidentally Canadian tire parking lot and drove it around in circles until it slowed down. And while he slowly hauled on the e-brake to bring the car to a stop. And then coincidentally, we also drove it into the Canadian tire that was in the parking lot to have the brake line fixed so that we could take it to the DMV uh, to get it changed over to my, uh, my name. So, uh, and then eventually when that car finally started biting the bullet, it really started struggling. It sounded like it was running too rich all the time. It would randomly, the engine would randomly almost want to cut out. It was an automatic, but it would sound like, it would sound like there was water in the fuel, uh, or the engine was just like struggling. Uh, it would just go, 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 go. It, and then sometimes it would legitimately die. The last day I went in to negotiate for my, uh, my RAV, which is what I'm driving now. 
And when I negotiated it, there was a guy that worked, a younger guy that worked at the, uh, at the dealership that needed a car for school for the winter. And he was like, well, I'll buy, I'll buy this off you and we'll take it off of the cost of your, of your RAV. And I was like, all right, well, what are you going to give me? He told me what he was going to give me. He was like, lots more I'm going to get on fucking, you know, selling online. So I was like, all right, fucking take it there. Good luck. And little did he know, but on the way there that day, delivering the fucking car to the dealership, I was taken, uh, at the set of lights onto Joe Howe and it was in rush hour traffic, four o'clock in the afternoon. And my car died. Middle of the intersection, four-way intersection, one going to the highway, the rest of it going to the two bridges on the other side, cars fucking everywhere, I died in the middle of traffic, didn't want to come back to life, eventually we got it to come back to life after a couple of harrowing minutes of everyone honking the horn and screaming obscenities at us, uh, and then rolled that bitch into the parking lot and I got into my RAV and I never looked back, uh, and that was, that was it, so I didn't have any other fancy because I was in this brand new wonderful RAV4 afterwards. Uh, but I did wait, like I didn't drive, like Jeff drove, like as soon as you hit like 16, you get your license and everything. I was 18 when I got my license and, um, uh, and then I drove because I went to university and I stayed at home because it was so close to home. There's no reason for me to live on campus. I simply drove mom and dad's vehicle to and from for school. And so I didn't have to like buy my own vehicle or, or constantly, uh, you know, take a, a a bus or something like that. So when I got my first vehicle, it was only when I finally moved out of the house, and that was, and that was it. But yeah, that was no other. Uh, oh well, one other. Uh, when I was in university, and we had that fire that happened out here, and we had to vacate the street, and we were with my aunt and uncle's place, and we were in the Yaris. We had a Toyota Yaris at the time, and the day that we finally got out, we uh, it was like five days after the fire had started. And finally we can go home and I was, I, I was still like on adrenaline or whatever. And I'm backing out of the driveway at my aunt and uncle's place. And when they divided up the street, the lots got a little fucky and they put a telephone pole was like within three inches of the side of the driveway. And when I'm backing out the driveway, I cut my wheel too early and I straight ripped the front quarter panel, uh, mm. right to pieces, right off the front of the fucking Yaris. I stopped mm. the car, I got out, I looked at it, I screamed fuck as loud as I've ever screamed fuck in my life because I was like, dad's going to fucking kill me, this is the end of my life now. Dad got out of the other car, walked over, he took a look at it, I saw his blood pressure rise quickly. He did not react in any way, He all he did was he reached underneath the quarter panel and just with, with, with old man Dan strength, pulled the fucking quarter panel back out so it was no longer in contact with the wheel and said, we'll worry about this later, just get in the car and drive home. So I got back in the car, drove home, and they had to spend, it was like, like $2,400 in damage. Jeez. Just fucked the whole front of the car, it was fucked. I just took it, front corner panel, hit the, the pole, and just ripped the whole thing <laughs> right off. Rip. Uh, so yeah, that was unfortunate, but uh, other than that, no, nothing else, that was it. Uh, and now I've got, coincidentally, I've got my, my RAV is up in September. Uh, it's the end of my lease. And so now I got to think about what the next vehicle is going to be. Uh, and, and, uh, and then what M, is it up? M will be driving as well. September. Ooh. Are you going to get an SUV again or are you going to get a hundred percent? Cause like the only thing I can fit comfortably in, you know, I could get in mom and dad's car and like I fit under, uh, you know, I fit in the car well, but getting in and out of the car is a bitch. Yeah. Cause they sit so low to the ground now. Like it's a Camry. It sits as low to the ground as your fucking BMW did for God's sake. I don't know why they've got yeah. these cars sitting three and a half centimeters off the ground, but like, it's a pain in the ass for me to like get down into the car. So yeah, probably going to be an SUV and M will feel more comfortable. She likes being higher up and seeing the road. And so we'll probably, 
talk about what's- it's probably gonna be another RAV, honestly, is, uh, to be on, completely honest. I'm gonna stick with the Toyota fam, but... Yeah, either way, there you go. And that's the end there of the Technical go. Alpha Podcast, ladies and gentlemen. It's time to call it there. We made it, Jeff! We made it to the two-hour mark! There you go, man. We there did it! Yep. We did the thing. But we're heading out of here, guys. We'll see you guys next week. Jeff will have his 2.5G upgrade. We'll get yep. to hear about that experience. Uh, and uh, and so until we see you, uh, stay safe out there. Get your own 2.5 or 5G uh, upgrades completed, and we'll, uh, we'll talk soon. But until then, peace! Peace! Oh,